Welcome in, Iowa fans, to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. I am Luke Myers, and we got Stin and Joey here tonight. Special guest on call as well. Not saying who it is, apparently. So, well, I mean, you might as yeah, well. Yeah, you, I mean, you, ba- you basically gave it away with that. Well, we got Space Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, we got Space Cowboy on call. He'll actually be here live next week in studio. Uh, so Who will? Space Cowboy. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Hey, let me be the first to wish everybody a very happy holidays. Hey, and Merry you know- Christmas. <laughs> very, very PC of you. Mary yeah. Chrysler. Hey, I'm trying to be as unproblematic as possible. Yeah, I don't know if we have Jewish listeners. Hey, it's 2016. You can't be too careful. All right. So, where do you want to start? Um, well, we could start with the freshest news, which is Iowa football. Yeah, you or guys we could talk. Do that. I'll take or, a little or, nap. Or we could start with the mo- more important news, which is Iowa basketball. All right. So both are kind of downers, honestly. So mm, Iowa yeah. basketball won. Okay, we're starting with basketball or er, football. That was okay. No, never. I lied. Up. We're starting with football. <laughs> Space Cowboy requesting we get in on uh, you got Tinder? Tinder game. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, so I'll, I'll, I'll get yeah, here. I'll, I'll give an update on my Tinder game. So I've been trying um, to talk him into it for a long time. No, the- so it's it's not a real Tinder game. So basically, what happened is is a couple weeks ago I was with Sta- Space Cowboy and a couple of other of my cousins, and we were playing a a drinking game called cardboard. And one of the rules that I ended up having to play with was make a tinder or let like other people control your tinder so a a tinder account was made for me and they picked the like five worst possible pictures that you could for me and then my bio was terrible i don't remember what the whole thing was but at one point in the bio it said something pretty close to these words which was i live by the immortal words of dom toretto an inch of dick at 100 miles an hour is still a lot of dick. <laughs> Wait, you had the option to make your own Tinder or no, let other no, people... No, 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 no. So, like, it was like if you had a Tinder, other people get to control it or oh. they get to make it for you. So I promptly deleted that Tinder after that night, um, and that was kind of the end of that. Sounds like a good All right, good that's call. Our, our Tinder update. Honestly, though, yeah. it's like, that that might play. I, I mean, I don't care if it's... Oh, I mean, we had... We had yeah, Space Cowboy throwing in a little commentary here. <laughs> What'd you say? I didn't say that. That was Space Cowboy making up other things. Um, so yeah, so I deleted it because after like a day and a half of them swiping right on literally every single female that You're came across. Up the matches, though. Not a single match. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, everybody probably thought it was fake based on the horrible pictures and the and, and the and the quotes that they had in in my bio for hey, me. Tinder's a marathon, not a sprint. I would have given it more than a day. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on here. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about actual Iowa topics. Um, so, uh, <laughs> football. Who did they play last? Our last game. Was Wisconsin. against Wisconsin. Yeah, we yes. won that game pretty handily. Joey, you should remember that one. Why's that? Because you watched it with me the whole thing. Where? At <laughs> the view. Oh yes. Well, I mean, we were at the view, so I was clearly not that focused on the football. The game. view in Iowa City, best place to watch an Iowa football game in Iowa City. 
Uh, this one is not relevant anymore, but Buckets of Press or um, Toppling um, Goliath or uh, Surly. Yes. But they were out of all Surly and Toppling Goliath. No, no, no. They, had the, they, had, the, they had the Surly. They didn't have the Pseudo Sue. Which right. I see why Surly was a discounted price. It, it's, it's not the best. It was not great. Um, the but press. One, one thing that I will say good about the Surly is that it was like uh, 6.5% alcohol. So, I mean, yeah. they, they get you drunk. Oh, and like... That just that was just such a fun day and it was. It was I had so a very good time. The way it was snowing. It was a Christmas oh. miracle. Yeah, it was a Christmas miracle. So yeah, I wasn't that focused on the game, but I did watch it. You're right. And then we got to the game, and Iowa absolutely dismantled uh, Wisconsin for yeah. the first time since probably 2004 yeah. or five. Yeah. Whenever so that was. haven't. Ha- yeah. Okay. If you're saying like a dismantling of them, I'm just. I don't even care about like how we won. It just. It's nice to have the bull back in Iowa City for the first time since 2015. We've been on a drought for as great as we've been against Nebraska and Iowa State and Illinois and everybody else the last how many years. Getting the bull back, I mean, honestly, that feels like it's the biggest of our, like, trophy games because, like, yes, it's expected at this point that we're supposed to beat Iowa State and, like, Nebraska and Minnesota. Maybe not expected, but, like, it, it, those are not as great of teams. It seems like every year the Big Ten West is kind of like Wisconsin is the bar, and then everybody else is. Well, maybe they'll have a year where the they shine through. So to finally fucking beat Wisconsin and get the bull back in Iowa City is a nice feeling. And it isn't too often you can say this, and I understand Wisconsin was missing missing players because of injury and COVID, but they are terrible. Yeah, I mean there was a there was a whole lot of. Uh, hype, hope, perhaps, around Wisconsin after their first game this year against Illinois when Graham Mertz came in and threw, like, four touchdowns and kind of just, you know, showed him the way, and then Wisconsin fans were like, holy shit, we have a quarterback that's actually not dog shit this year. We're going to kind of run the house. And then they had COVID that shut them down for three weeks. And then after that, they came back, and they – they were just not good. Like plain and simple, they did not play like Wisconsin normally plays. Their their quarterback play was still terrible, which is pretty much to be expected for Wisconsin. But they also didn't have the type of running back that Wisconsin is like used to having. Like they didn't have a, a James White or a Todd Gurley or a um a fucking what's Melvin his face Gordon. Melvin Gordon or. Um, from the Colts this year, Jonathan Taylor. Like they, they just didn't have that guy this year. And I think if if you're Wisconsin and you don't have that type of running back, you're pretty much just like a, a middle of the pack team. Yes, because their quarterback. Quick question. Space is Cowboy Wisconsin, has a question here. Is Wisconsin's uh, school like are they back in person or are they online? Uh, I'm not sure if they're in yes. person or online. Yet. Um, yes. As an individual that does not attend Wisconsin, I could not attest to that. Really? I did not see that actually. That? that was their quarterback. It was last their quarterback. Yeah. 
Then Graham Mertz came in and kind of stole the show for literally one week, and then he. Is he re- also going to Florida State? Uh, I'm not sure where he's going right yeah, now, th- but well, that will play out. Um, but yeah, it was absolute domination. Goody sealed it with a big. What was it? Seventy-five, eighty. I think it was down. eighty. And yeah. let's not sleep on Tyler Linderbaum running like step for step with him down the entire length of the field, like. Offensive linemen, centers, you know, 300-pound dudes are not supposed to be able to move that fast. He's I, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. I mean, Kirk has literally said that there has not been a better offensive lineman that he's – or, like, center that he's coached in his 22 years. He said there maybe have been guys that are as good as him but never, like, better than Tyler. That, I, that speaks a lot considering, like, offensive line is pretty much the best part of Iowa's program year in and year out. I guess we can uh, talk about that for a second. Well, transition, I guess, because do we need to really talk about anything else about the Wisconsin game? Because it was no, not really. I mean, there's there just some a, there's some other like football things that we can talk yeah. about, you know, bull births and whatnot. But we, we don't were, have to talk about the Wisconsin game so much anymore. We were up fourteen to nothing, and uh, uh, what had happened? Wisconsin scored a touchdown, and then the Charlie Jones muff punt. No, so the Charlie Jones muff punt is what turned into their touchdown. We were, like, kind of dominating the game. Then he made a really poor decision to try and field a punt after a bounce, got tackled, fumbled the ball. They had a short field and turned that into a touchdown. It became a it became a close game when it didn't have to be. Yeah, stupid move. Had flashbacks of the Sean Byer incident from, what was that, two years ago in Kinnick, you remember? I, I was back. Um. Uh, yeah. So, other than that, there's really not a whole lot to talk about in the game. Domination. It was. It was, and I kind of said it already, but it was just nice to see Iowa play a game against Wisconsin where it was kind of from from the coin flip until the end. It just felt like Iowa was in control of the game, and it wasn't like. We weren't holding our breath the whole time, and we just, it was like, we knew that we were going to win. It was nice because against Wisconsin, those types of games almost never happen. Yeah, it was flawless, and, uh, well, well since I mean, we're it, not. It wasn't flawless, but. It was. We got the job done. It was Iowa football. It, we, yeah, we're, we have all four rivalry trophies now residing in the football Spencer, facilities. Spencer Peters cost me $32 worth of shots. Yeah, shout out. Iowa was struggling on offense, yeah, and Joey manned up and said, I will buy shots for everybody if he throws a touchdown. And On the first drive of the, the first second, drive half. second half. Yes, and he did. Which he did. So uh, $32 a fireball later, Joey was eating some crow. Yeah, but then Austin did the same thing. So it's a... Uh, for no reason. Yeah, it's, okay. So, yeah, full disclosure here. At that point in time of the night, I was kind of drunk. I was really happy. And so I decided to buy another round of fireball shots. Probably wasn't my best decision because I walked out of the view that night with a $130 tab for myself. But you know what? Fuck it. Iowa won, so it was worth it in the long run. I had a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't look back on the past now. We sat there for what? Four hours? It It was a good four hours. It was definitely longer than four hours. It was probably like five or six. A football game takes like three and a half hours, and we were there before kickoff, and we stayed until after the end of the game. Yeah, uh, but all right. Well, we can move on to some other football talk before we get to basketball, and Joey can get involved. Um, the what about what about ISM twisting his ankle on the front flip? How do you feel about that? 
I thought it was uh, badass. Space Cowboy just asked how we feel about ISM celebration. I am 100% fine with it. Yeah. That is absolutely who he is. Yeah. His, his last game Selfish. at last Selfish. game last game at Kinnick, the dude is having a huge game. I I would uh I would I'd, I'd do it 100 times if I was him. Yeah, I mean, um it looked badass, which style points always add up and uh at you know, it was cool. Um how did that get flagged? It was just a front flip. I mean, it wasn't excessive. But, Wadley uh, took some high steps a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, okay. That, <laughs> I, I, high flag. stepping is like kind of like you're being cocky before you get in the end zone. He like flipped into the end zone, so it's different. But you know what? I don't care because you know what? We would have kicked the shit out of Michigan this weekend if he wasn't able to go. From what I read, he was going to be fine anyway. They just kind of took him out of the game as a precautionary measure because we kind of had it in hand anyway. It looked good. It was fun. He said he literally straight up after the game said that he would do it again. So I don't care. That's kind of the type of flair. If you want to like look at Iowa football from a negative perspective, you could say that they're too like by the rules. Like they do things like this specific way. Him going out there and showing like you know what we're gonna go out there, we're gonna beat a good team and have some fucking fun doing it. I like it. I am absolutely all for him doing that i will say this i do think and i got the same sense towards the end of wadley's time at iowa that he uh kirk isn't disappointed to see him walk i never got that vibe i I, I don't know where i don't get that with ism absolutely not it's a tough situation man everyone reached out to him yeah no Let's say we get Indiana this week and that game happens like everyone expected and our number one receiver can't play. He was not on the two deep. So you can't say he was going to be able to play this week. He wasn't even on the two deep they released for Michigan. That's a selfish play. Okay. Yeah, it okay. is absolutely so selfish. So it, 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 not get drafted and that is going to be a big part of it no, he'll get. Tr- he he does carry the football like a loaf of bread, but I'm not gonna call that play selfish. Like, we were beating Wisconsin for the first time. Like, we were beating them in a way where it felt like comfortable. Not you were holding your breath and hoping that we held on to the lead for the rest of the game. Like, we were beating them in a way where like it was fun. Everybody was having fun, and he did something to celebrate. It was a fluke kind of injury where he he twisted his ankle. But you see people do that shit. All the time, and was they don't it? get injured. Yeah, no. Didn't Kenny, Kenny's Vargas bring it was, his legs it over in the home run? It was not like not snowy Kendrick. on the field. Oh, yeah. it was, no. Kenny's Vargas played for the Twins. No, not Kenny's Vargas. It was um, Kendry's Morales. Kendry's Morales. Yeah, no, it's a fine. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I'm not but saying guess, that the field was in like perfect condition, but to say that it was like snow covered or like horrible, that's not. No, it it. I have I'm no fine. problem with yeah, it. Yeah, zero problem. But uh, I did I did think it was going to be worse at first. Then after like the replay that I saw, I'm like, oh, shit, that could... He, he tweaked his ankle just as much as me when I fell on my driveway this morning when I was about to go to McDonald's. He just <laughs> Except there's, two, there's a difference. You're an elite athlete, and he isn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I, I mean, that goes without saying. Um, okay, so uh, Bowl Game just announced today, and... <laughs> Music City Bowl, which I would usually be very happy about because that would just be a fun trip in general. But now, in a pandemic-filled year, we don't get to go to it. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to go to it, but 
there is going to be like a limited amount of attendance like allowed there outside of just parents and or like players like immediate families or just giving them a couple tickets to give out so if you wanted to technically you would be able to go there but you're right it does suck because nashville is a super fucking fun city and in most years i mean really I think that Iowa kind of got the raw end of the deal by having to play in the Music City Bowl this year, being ranked 15. But so did a lot of teams. I mean, Indiana got what fucked. In- Indiana had one loss this year and ended up outside of a New Year Six. And Iowa State, which is a three-loss team, is playing in the Fiesta Bowl. I'm not trying to get into a rabbit hole here. I kind of do want to get in that rabbit I- hole. We're, you know what? Hey, let's take the high road here. We're an Iowa podcast. We don't have to waste our breath talking about how Iowa State's best year ever was still a three-loss team. I don't have a gripe with Iowa State. That's good for them. Okay, Their fans know. are fucking morons. <laughs> I'll go on record saying okay, that. Okay, there's a lot of not smart Iowa fans sure. out there yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. But Iowa State okay. fans are... when. Okay, I'm off. Yeah, here. And- let, let, me, let me finish my point before you go on to your tangent. Most years, and I think this year even still, you're thinking the Music City Bowl is not like at the prominence that you would hope for Iowa to reach considering their like for what their bowl game is going to be. It would be a very fun place to go to, but at the same time it's like it's not it's not what you're striving for. Um but you know what? In in a weird COVID year the way it has been and like with as many teams having half their games canceled as they did, just the fact that we could complete our entire regular season without having to like cancel a game because in our or another team's COVID and being able to play one extra game this year, I'm not going to complain about it because, I mean, there was, there was a long stretch there when there wasn't going to be any Big Ten football at all, so any extra Iowa football that we're going to get, I'm going to be happy about. Okay, now my Iowa State turn, and we'll make this short and sweet. They're so delusional. Like, yes, congr- it was a good year by them. Like, it was a very good year. I have no gripes against that. They have some good players. I mean, they did uh- they did lose to Louisiana. Three, three losses. I mean, yes, and three losses. I mean, three losses is pretty much like an Iowa average year. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel that good about that. No. But, but that's not here nor here's, there. I here, said I'm not getting into a tangent about Iowa We'll State. get you there. <laughs> but them saying, like the some of their fans saying when they lost yesterday to Oklahoma that we better not drop below, we better not move from where we are currently in the rankings. How... That is so dumb. Well, like, what are we talking about? If you lose a football game, naturally, you're going to drop down. And yes, I understand. Like, Florida was right behind them. Florida looked way better, in my opinion, against the best team in the country than ISU did against Oklahoma. I mean, that's a very subjective thing, but it's. I think it's very true. Yeah. And so, so here's my whole thought process on like the current college football ranking systems and where everybody got into a bowl and whatnot. I just think that now, outside of Iowa, the entire country is starting to figure out how much Gary Barta sucks dick because there were a lot of teams that got absolutely railroaded by the college football playoff committee that should not have. Like, uh, Indiana was a one-loss team. Their one loss coming to Ohio State, and it was close. They ended up in, like, the Outback Bowl. They should have been New Year Six. Iowa State with three losses should not be in the New Year Six. Um, like, Notre Dame got their 
asses handed to them by Clemson when Clemson was at full strength, but they ended up at four, which is not that big of a surprise. I just... The whole system is kind of fucked anyway, and everybody complained about the BCS because only two teams made it in. But let's be honest. How many times are, like, outside of the top two teams, especially in the last five years, outside of Clemson and Alabama, how many times have teams, like, really been competitive for that spot? It's, well, te- I don't know. And, like, for Texas A&M, number five, I get it. They didn't play in their conference championship. However, their only loss this season was to number one Alabama. By 30 points. Yes, sure. But, I mean, are we really... I don't know. The whole system is screwed, especially when you consider teams like Cincinnati, who was undefeated, Coastal Carolina, who was undefeated, Louisiana, who had one loss to Coastal Carolina. Like, all of those teams never even had a chance to be ranked high because they're a group of five. Like, I don't know. The whole system is screwed, and there's no good way to figure it out. There is. Please tell me. It's the 18 playoff. Power Fives, conference champions, regardless of record. You get uh, one group of five, which I think everybody would be fine with. You'd get Coastal or Cincy this year. And then you would get two wild cards, which could be a group of five or the best Power Fives after that. I don't know. I don't think that you need to expand the playoff because almost always it comes down to the number one and number ranked two teams anyway. I think that outside of for the national championship game, the way that we evaluate teams that get to be in like the new year six and bulls after that needs to be updated because there's a lot of good teams, you know, power what? five or non power five that end up getting just absolutely railroaded by a system that is designed to like, yeah, to help. I used to love I bulls. I, I used to love them and I get excited for them. I still get excited for them, but like, what's the point? Make it a 16-team 16, 16 December-long playoff. You get It's just like the FCS. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you and I makes that every now and then. Like, it, it's much more entertaining. You're going to get more games. There's going to be more money for the NCAA. I don't know. I don't know. I just, it sucks the way that it currently is, and it, it's, a, it's really difficult to figure out a better way for it. But you know what? That's not really what the folks of this podcast are supposed to be. We're in Iowa. We're in Iowa-centric thing so you know what let's let's move more to iowa topics again yeah you're boring me to sleep you know okay, what i'm sorry so that you don't you we're really <coughs> pay attention to, to football we're really gonna lull joey to sleep with this then we just got to touch on the all big 10 teams quick Oy. <laughs> uh so obviously the biggest hose job linderbaum i mean he was first team associated press and second team coaches that, I mean, you can't call it, like, an all-time hose job if he was voted first team in, like, one of the two metrics, and I get it. He should have been first team both, but you can't say, the like, oh, it was a complete hose job because, I mean, he still was voted first team in one of them. Were you surprised Goody got first? I think he led the league in rushing, so not really. He then It was, uh... I don't know. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I was thinking uh, the kid from Nigel Harris from Bama, he leads the country in rushing. Okay. But that that's I don't know why I got that tied up. And then Golston and Nixon, both first team. Corner got second. There was a it was a ton of Hawkeyes. Jackson got first team on offense. Uh I'm forgetting somebody on the line. On first team? I think I am, ain't I? Well, I mean Linderbaum was first team. Uh, media. Okay, yeah, that must be who I'm thinking of. 
And then Tory Taylor for his team, special teams. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, it shouldn't come as that big a surprise. Year in year out, Iowa just cranks out like first team players. I mean, it just it's just what we do. We develop players into very very good. You know, from their freshman year up until when they graduate, it's just, it's what Iowa does. It shouldn't come as that big of a surprise at this point. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else football? Otherwise, we can move on for with Joey here. Um. Let's kick the shit out of Missouri. Correct. We need to beat them by... If we don't win by at least 10, I think it's disappointing. Missouri is a terrible football team. Yeah, well, I mean, we opened up as 14-point favorites in a bowl game. That's pretty shocking. Um. Okay. Well, I guess we should hit our ad from Demer Oil here quick. Uh, our, well, actually, we have another, we're have in the works with another sponsor, but for now, Demer Oil uh, out of Dubuque County. Keeping your houses warm. This winter season, it's starting to get a little nippy out there. Want to make sure your family's nice and warm, right, Joey? Yeah. I don't have a family. And uh, just checking out their website here, DemerOilInc.com. We always hit on this. Best Dem Oil Company in the business. Best Dem Oil Company. Uh, it says lube on their homepage. Uh, Toby and Whitey is who who you're going to want to come in contact with there. That's 1-800-433-3835. That's 1-800-433-3835. Five out of Dubuque County got locations in Worthington and a couple around the area, so go and check them out if you're uh, looking for somebody for your new fuel source this winter. Um, now heading over to basketball. Uh, uh, last time we recorded, we had just beaten North Carolina, so that means we played Northern Illinois. No surprise here, we doubled them up, and Luca had a day. What would he go off for, 21 straight in the second half? Yeah, something like that. Something like that? It, whatever that was an expected win we could have played austin ash and uh michael bear and love me some austin ash. i do man austin ash drips more, swagger more than loving austin ash i love how much everybody else loves austin ash as well on the team well he's just such a he, like he i he is jordan bohannon's confidence without jordan bohannon's skill dude he's better than jordan bohannon Shout out to Jay Bo for putting me on his podcast also. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about that? That was a pretty proud moment in my life. Do you remember the tweet? He laughed. I didn't until he read it. Okay, so Jay Bo on his podcast, The Standpoint, read some uh, mean, di- misdirected, or just tweets about him in general. And wh- how long ago was this? Last year? Last September or something like that. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I'll read it on my podcast, too. Joey popped off a tweet, and he had actually forgotten all about it. And uh, Well, it was... I got nervous when he said he was reading hateful tweets, because I'm like, man, I didn't think I tweeted anything bad about J-Bo. certainly had thoughts, but um, here is the tweet. Hi, Jordan Bohannon here. When I'm not making it rain on the court, I'm making it rain in the club. Stop out at Woody's tonight for some great deals just off of I-380 in Cedar Rapids. Woody's, where the customer is king and the fantasy never ends. That's good. It's good family fun right there. Yeah. I don't know that, that if that's actually their slogan or if I just made that up. If I did make that up, I'm... You need to get an advertising. Shift. Yeah. Right. No, big time. Uh, but, yeah. yeah that's a good, some good recognition for you. Yeah, he laughed. I'm, I made him laugh. I, you'll always, ta- always be able to take Hold that. that one close to my heart for yep. a while. But uh, I guess we can talk about the Gonzaga game now and... Oof. They're a better team. Yes, they're 100%. 
the best team well, in the country. In like every group chat I was in, people were saying, "Give me Gonzaga again. We're gonna beat them like next time for sure." We would. No. Yes. I I think that game goes exactly the same way because the, there's we're not the best team in the country. We're just not. Gonzaga, there is such thing as a team being better than us. We shot terrible. We got out rebounded by like fifteen. Uh, like, why? Why did we get out rebounded? Those weren't all bad bounces, lucky bounces. Uh, we got out rebounded because we are terrible at rebounding. Like that's been a okay. re- resounding issue, sure. Case. But we are also a good shooting team, and we shot. What do we make? Five three pointers. I don't know. And we averaged twelve. I, I wouldn't say that we would like beat Gonzaga because. Th- like no, absolutely. No, that's, okay, so, that's what nobody is saying. It's, that's literally what you just said. You said, no. we play them again, we beat them. No, I said, I don't even remember. You, I literally, said that. you did just say that. Okay, so I said, Gonzaga is a very good team. Like They're ranked number one for a reason. My takeaway from the game was, like, yes, they shot very well, but the thing is, it doesn't matter what team is playing Gonzaga. If they shoot the way that they did against us yesterday... It doesn't make a difference. They're going to win the game. We can obviously like take lessons from the game and improve and be better. Like, yes, we did not shoot very well from three, and our free throw shooting wasn't great. They beat us on hustle points. They beat us in transition. Our defense, which doesn't have to be gr- have to be great, has to be better than what it was against Gonzaga. We, and we, I will, we I will, can I'll... take lessons from the game. But also walk away from it saying, yeah, you know what? Gonzaga was better from us, better than us, but I can still feel good about what the season is going to be post that game. Yes, but are you af- afraid to play him again? Like, if we met him in the final I would, four, we would, I what's think your we confidence would, level? I, no, I, I would, I'd say I'd have a 25% chance I was playing. I wouldn't say that I'm afraid of them, but I would definitely acknowledge that, yeah, they are the better team. We need to play closer to perfect than they do yes. for us to win exactly. that game. I was I, sure, say that. but the reason I'm not as afraid to play them again is because, like, they were popping threes from like four feet and behind the arc. That, like that Suns guy, he's obviously really <laughs> fucking. He's gonna be like he's the gonna, number he's one. Not, that's not gonna pick. go away. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but they were like. They weren't a good three-point shooting team before the game. They had, did, the, sam- the sample size was also small, pretty small. Yes. I'm not saying that like I am super concerned about Iowa moving forward. We are obviously a very, very good team. In the same breath, you can acknowledge there's a reason Gonzaga is ranked number one. Oh, no. They're and 100% You can look team. at the game and figure out, yes, we didn't play very good. They're an awesome team. Let's take specific things from the game to figure out and be better moving forward. I'm not I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm afraid of them moving forward because I think that does a disservice to how this how good this Iowa team is. But you can also say there's a better than 50% chance that they beat us if we match oh, up again. Oh, I was just going to say that. I said if, if we play again, I think it's probably 40% chance that we would win. I don't know. I'd even call that a little high. But I, I just, I, I don't know, I'm... I'm not in panic mode about the season because we no. just lost to the best team in the country, <laughs> oh, obviously. No. Absolutely and not. I'm, but Those... I'm also not here for the pat on the back, making ourselves feel good. Like, oh, we played we played not our best and they shot the lights out. Well, that's what happens when the, the best team plays a team that's really good but not the best team. You know what I mean? It's... And, yeah, and I get what you're saying, especially because, like, we had played and practiced for the last two weeks and they were off for two weeks because they had COVID issues. Like... I think you, you're you doing them a disservice to not, like, realize how good of a team they are to have been off for two weeks, essentially, to then come out and play 
as good as they did against Iowa, who is and, a very, very good team. And it's not like Luka had an off game either. Luka had a really good game. <laughs> he had 30 so and 10 it's, it's with not three like, blocks. It's not like if Luka shows up next time, we win, because he did show up. You know what I mean? I will, I will say... Frederick missed like the last eight minutes of the first half, and that killed us. It that just killed us. In a in a big game, yes, like that, you have to you have to treat that like the national rule, championship. That's a terrible rule. The first rule. half is in theory a good idea, but in a game like that, you, you can run yeah. the risk of Luca getting Luca, who doesn't foul much. You can run the risk of him picking up three fouls in the first half. So to prevent that, what was it, fourteen point? Well, it was CJ that sat out that really set us back. Yeah, I know, but like um, the, the the rule is yeah, and I don't know. Fran, yeah, I I get the premise of his thought process behind it, but you have to be flexible with that within the context of the game that you're playing. But also, I think a thing that hurt us a lot this game is that, and this is not intended to be slander towards Jabo. He is an all-time Iowa great. He played terrible. It's not even that. It's just that when he plays high-level guards like the type that Gonzaga threw at us, like his his athleticism is not on the same level. Joe Toussaint should have played more minutes in that first half that he did because he is he is fast enough and good enough to be able to keep up with them, like with high level guards such as Jalen Suggs, and be more effective than what Jabo was. If Joe Toussaint didn't gain more minutes from that game the other day. I don't know what he has to do. He was the most aggressive person on offense, and he was taking smart, efficient shots. And he, I mean, he was still his normal, reckless self from time to time. But he is, he just provides such a fucking spark. He is. Like, I can, he had like one or two really bad plays. I live with that. Because he comes in and just energizes the whole team. He is he he can play at a different speed than any of our other ball handlers. Well, he's the type that can like be at the top of the key and in one step be ahead of the defender and drive to the hoop. And if he can't get a layup, he can kick it. But and and Jabo just doesn't have that type of like quickness that Toussaint does and on the offensive and defensive end. So. You have to, I think that there has to be a better balance on from McCaffrey's side of figuring out how much should we play Jabo, how much should we play Tucson because Jabo is like from a from a overall standpoint you fear Bohannon's offense more than you do Tucson. Not to say that Tucson can't, you know, put numbers in because he had 14 points, but you have to figure out what's the line between, you know, riding each one of them in a game when you're playing against a guy like Jalen Suggs where Toussaint's defense is more valuable than what Bohannon's potential offense can be. Bohannon, love him. One of my favorite Iowa players of all time. He should not ever run the point. And it's it, it's because Connor's an elite well, passer and decent ball handler. There was a time when he absolutely should have, but now we have really good point guard options. Mm-hmm. I think they need to phase Jordan into more of a Oglesby, yeah, baseline it, it, screens. It did seem like, especially when Suggs was the primary defender on Bohannon, he would bring the ball up, and as soon as he got across half court, Suggs was right on him in his face, and Bohannon wasn't really able to do a lot to create separation. He had to go like back to Suggs, like way past the three point line, switch hands, do all whatever he could, and it, he just wasn't like, yeah, it, I don't know. I, I don't want this to come off as me like. No, saying we Bo love we good. love Jabo. It just he d- 
does not have the type of like high level athleticism as some of the like players that he's going to match up against in the biggest games of the year. So you have to figure out what's the best way to mix him and Toussaint because Toussaint can beat like the best people off the dribble. I mean, um, what's his face from uh, Maryland last year um, said that Toussaint was the most difficult person that he guarded Mark- in the Big oh. Ten all last year. Um, what the hell was his name? I can't remember his name, but yeah. And another thing that... I thought hurt us was there was like a six minute stretch or so in the first half where Nunji was just horrible. He ended he up. He cannot shoot. He ended up. Yeah, who gave him the eternal green light? Dude, he's like, good. You put him within a ten, uh, ten foot radius of the hoop, all day. He'll be great. There was, there was just a, like a, he ended up having decent numbers, but there was a stretch in that game where he was a detriment, and it was awful to watch. We shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If any of our, I still think he's good. Yeah, yeah, oh he's no, he's great. good. If, if any of our bigs are going to be taking threes, it should be Luca. Luca, because he's shooting sixty-eight percent on threes this year. Nunji has shot a lot and is not really making a bunch. What did I say? Like twenty something percent. He sh- he shouldn't be shooting the volume that he is. And I get that that was, it was probably part of like Gonzaga's game plan to be like, if he's out on the three-point line, let him take the shots because he's more like. He's more likely to hurt Iowa than he is to burn Gonzaga on shooting the three-point ball. So that's, you could say, complimented their game planning on that. But he probably should not have been shooting as many threes as he did. No, and like I said, he is, he is very, very good inside 10 feet. Like, he can rebound, he gets up, he uh, is good touch around the hoop. It's just he, he can't step. I know on a team full of three-point shooters, it's easy to think, oh, man, I'll step back and do it too. But, I mean, he just can't, man. And it did kill us there for, like, probably four minutes. The thing is, I'm not going to say that him shooting a couple threes is what killed us. There was a stretch there where we played very bad offense coupled with bad defense. Like, we were letting them get easy transition buckets or easy cuts to the basket on, like, pick and rolls and things like that. And then we just weren't making shots. And you're going to have stretches throughout the year when your offense isn't just, like, clicking perfectly. But no. we, we played bad as a team for, like, a five-minute stretch. And when you do that against the number one team in the nation, they're going to take a two-point game and stretch it to a 15-point game in that five minutes because that's what the very best teams do. And you missed, what, 12 free throws? Mm. That's honestly the most disappointing part oh of the God. game. Like, there was talk about Iowa being able to shoot, like, 80% as a team from the free throw line. And Which we is do, absurd to begin with. Right? That is a really high, like, expectation to have, but we have a lot of very good shooters on this team. You can't shoot 53% from the free throw line in a game against the number one team in the country. You, you're going to lose if you do that because those are free points that are given to you and you, you can't give up half of them because you can't make your free throws. I put, like, you think about it, who's going to take the most free throws? It's going to be Garza and Nunji. Yeah, okay, but Garza... I, the thing is, Garza didn't shoot a ton of free throws and he didn't miss a lot. He, did, was, he missed it, two in a row, didn't he? He, he started over. But two. there was Nunji missed two in a row, Connor missed two in a row. Like there was it was it was an across the board, very bad game from the free throw line. And if you if you wanna be the best team in the country or top five team, you just you can't have fifty three percent nights from the line on twenty plus attempts. 
I, you can cut it however you want to and say, well, you know, the big guys missed him, whoever. But the problem is, you just you can't miss that many free throws in a game against the number one team in the nation and expect to win the game. I know you realistically can't expect to make every free throw, but twelve free throws lost by eleven. Yeah, and well, and also, I mean, they they only shot fifty eight percent from the free throw line as well. There was bad. Some miserable passes by Iowa in oh, this game. God. Oh my God! We Jordan, would, we would get a steal like close to the half court, and we we tried to push it too fast, and we immediately that first pass turned into a turnover like five or six times. It felt like it, it's yeah. I don't know. I like that's what I'm saying though. It is the worst game we'll play all year. There's no I doubt mean, in my mind. I, I don't know. That was we still put up 88 points. I, I yeah, but do you feel we played well at all? A few really. guys did, I, but I, Garza and Wieskamp played well. We say we're saying this now, but what happens when we lose to Purdue this week? <laughs> then, then that's Matt, because that, Purdue then, shoots ninety percent from three. In that case, Matt Painter sold his soul to the devil specifically so he could beat Iowa every single time that we play, because that'd be the only fucking explanation. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. So the thing is, like, I'm not going to say that I'm happy that we lost, because obviously I'm not. Iowa was going to lose games this season. Like we've been saying like, that, like three to five losses was probably going to happen, just because, especially with as difficult as the Big Ten is. Like there's so many good teams, you're just not going to win every game that you played. So in the grand scheme of things, losing this game to the number one ranked team in the country in a non-conference game, it's all of our season goals are still ahead of us and easily attainable. It doesn't hurt us in conference play. We've been <laughs> able we we were able to learn and some lessons and try and get better from that. Like I saw one guy tweet after the game, he said latest Ken Palm update after the game, Iowa plummets from fourth to fifth. <laughs> like we dropped it, yeah. one spot. It's just like we will be better than we were against Gonzaga. And it doesn't hurt us in the long run. Like, the Big Ten is going to be a absolute murderer's row of a 20-game season this year. So to come out of that, you know, with only three league or four league losses, that's going to be, like, a very good season. We can still win the Big Ten. We can still be a number one seed. We can still compete for the Final Four. Obviously, I didn't want to lose yesterday, but we can take lessons from losing to Gonzaga and help us be better for the rest of the season. So the fans out there that are thinking the sky is falling, Iowa never shows up in the big worst games, Joe, Jordan Bohannon is washed up, all of those people can get the hell out of town. We weren't going to go undefeated this season, but now that we have taken that first loss, we can figure it out from there and try and be as good as we can for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, I, any Anything else related to that game you want to talk about specifically? My only note would be Wieskamp looks really, 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 really he's, back. He's so much more aggressive this year than he has been his first two seasons. Like, a lot of the times, the, his first two seasons, he settled for, like, mid-range jumpers or threes all the time. This year, it seems like he's putting his head down and getting to the rim much more often. And he's shooting, like, 40% from three. So This he, is the Wieskamp all the Iowa fans were hoping for after his freshman year. He looks year. awesome. Yeah, so no other notes from that. You want to touch on the Big Ten in basketball a little bit because uh, Illinois just lost their third game today. Who'd they lose to? Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers. Who is not a bad Rutgers team. is undefeated. Like, they're number Rutgers 19 is in the very, country. Okay, and who else? They've lost to, like, Missouri teams. Well, they lost to Missouri, Baylor, and 
Yeah, okay, Rutgers. Baylor is number two in the country. Yes, but... I'm not trying to draw anything too much from early season returns because, I, like I said, it doesn't make a difference until you start your conference schedule. The Big Ten is legit. You got Iowa, Illinois, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State's going to be good. Michigan is going to be good. Rutgers is going to be good. Minnesota's 6-0 or 6-1. Yeah, like, there are so, so many good teams in the Big Ten that... Until we get like halfway through the conference slate, it's gonna be impossible to tell to to get any like type of solid team. thought of what the team is because there there's so many good teams. I mean, last year had the tournament not been canceled, the Big Ten was probably gonna be a ten bid league. That's just unheard of. Ten out of fourteen. The Big Ten is so so good that I I'm not taking stock out of Illinois losing three games early, two of them. But to, what'd you to say earlier teams. today about Illinois? Do you remember? I think it was you who said it. Mm, might have been Space Cowboy. About how uh, they're playing for themselves. They're playing the for themselves, yeah, not Cowboy. for the team. That's a hundred percent right. Like in my opinion, like Coburn and Ild. Cockburn. Cockburn. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. They're going to the pros, and they could probably be lottery picks. Whereas Iowa, Wieskamp and Garza will have NBA aspirations. CJ. Well, not after this year. No, then. I, yeah, CJ so, will be like, the classic. Everybody knows. Everybody CJ knows where their situation is on Iowa's team, better, whereas Illinois still has a bunch of question marks out there for them. I don't know. My biggest takeaway about just the Big Ten in general for basketball season is it's going to be absolutely bananas because there's so many teams that could win a championship. It it just it's going to be fun slash scary to just sit back and watch the season because. On any given night, they're like outside of the, the absolute bottom feeders in the league. Anybody could beat like any team. So it's just gonna be fucking wild. I still wouldn't put it past the bottom feeders. Like who do you, who are the bottom feeders? Like if you're talking about Purdue, Purdue six and two. Yeah, like um, Northwestern. Yeah, I they're, think they're, they're gonna, four no, and Northwestern's gonna be terrible. I think they they have a decent record right now, but um, I mean Indiana's a blue blood like college basketball team. You can't ever count them out to be really bad. And no, yeah, like what about um, how's Nebraska? Oh, yeah, okay, bad. Nebraska's really really bad. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We got a soundboard here now nowadays, so we're gonna try her out here. This one comes courtesy of Austin Myers. <laughs> That's in reference to. Nebraska's basketball team this year. Uh, well, we might as well loop in their football team as well. Wrestling. Hey, they won a big one on Friday, didn't they? Yeah, they beat Rutgers. Rutgers. Oh yeah, Rutgers. <laughs> the the stepchild of Big Ten football. Step Which brother. credit to the Shiano man. Three wins this year in the Big Ten. That's no that small is, feat. <laughs> that's more than they've probably had in the last four years combined. Yeah, so, like, good for them. Like, I'm sure they're ecstatic with their hiring from last offseason. But uh, somehow we're back on football. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was you that Fun. brought it up. You literally no, said Rutgers and then Chiano. Yeah. So. yeah, you brought it up. It was absolutely No, you said Nebraska. You if we're talking terrible, yeah. Okay, but I didn't keep us on yeah. that. All right, so if we have nothing more to talk about, really, about the Big Ten here, we can. Uh, Joey's got a pretty terrible Hawkeye take we can get out there. Are we doing this? No, not that one. Oh. <laughs> okay. Not, not that one. Would you like to say your take? I 
I said this morning that I or was he yesterday? Earlier, no, it was today. earlier this, this morning, morning we were Joey, we're we're playing Fortnite, and Joey okay. said, "Pose us as nerds, Jesus." Hey, the video hey, gaming industry good. is big these days, yeah. Joey. We're e-gamers. We're gonna start a Twitch here shortly. Oh, yeah, you should follow our Twitch. Um, but uh, that we don't have. Yet. Yeah, we'll get her. Um, but Joey said something. We were talking about Iowa basketball, and I don't even know. I think we started on Matt Gaitens, and it just transitioned after that. But uh, Joey, what's the take? Um, so, well, I, let's give it a little bit of context. We were talking about the top three Iowa players, basketball players that you've seen in your lifetime, and this is where Joey's take comes in. I said Aaron White's not one of them. And where no, would no, you? No, I, we weren't saying our lifetime. I was yes. across the board. I no. said lifetime. We said lifetime. Oh, that we've watched. Yes. Yeah. And Aaron... lifetime was the context of the discussion, which was why your take was so much more absurd. It started with Matt Gatons. Luke saying saying something about Matt Gatons being a. What did you I say? said the most underappreciated, underappreciated Hawkeye I of all time. Maybe he was overappreciated because he played in an era of such terrible basketball that he was our our star child. It was always all we had. I'm not saying he wasn't good, but. I don't know if he was underappreciated. Remember, everybody loved him. Still remember how him. Eric May used to throw it down? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, he threw that, was, nice. that was at the end. That was the beginning of McCaffrey. Was that like oh, oh 09 or something like that? He, well, he, two, 2010. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, it, it was the dark days of Iowa basketball. Okay, so would you like to defend your... Uh, okay, so it seems like he may have had a misunderstanding about what the context like of the discussion was. Um... Yeah, top three of all time, certainly not. Okay, you know, so we were no, I would top still three argue that top you've three seen of all time. in our lifetime. I so for context, Joey is twenty three years old. Four. Twenty four years old. Yeah. Jesus, you're fucking old. Yeah, dude. Almost my half birthday too. Okay, go. Okay. Well, I didn't really put that much thought into it. If if you're talking my lifetime, maybe. He is the top in the top three, but like. And really, when we say our lifetime, we really mean like the last twenty years or so, from what we remember. It's not like no, we go back to. I, I'm telling you right now, I didn't remember any fucking Iowa basketball first, from the time first, I was three years old. First Iowa teams I remember were oh five oh six. Right when the Northwestern. Yeah, State. so I was when I was like eight, basically. Okay. When um, Iowa when they well, uh, when they came and played that game at uh, Western Dubuque High so School. So my top three would probably be Cully Payne, Cyrus Tate. That's disrespectful to Cyrus Tate. And, I didn't say that before, um, but... John Licklider? No, no. Lick was terrible. Uh, <laughs> probably Antonio Freeman. Tony Freeman. Yep. He transferred. Yeah. I think you're uh, you're forgetting about Andrew Fleming. Mm. You remember the hype around that game? He was a four-star... He was a four-star recruit there was out, the one out kid. of Oak Hill Academy. That's where Carmelo Anthony... No, hold up. High before we ball. get on this, what is your top three? I don't... I haven't thought about it. Okay, my, but obviously my those top three are not three or three. <laughs> like, without my, thinking about it a whole lot, Luca Garza is obviously Luke number is one. Clear number one. Aaron White is easily my number two. It's uh, yeah, not Aaron remotely White close. Aaron White is probably in there, and Utah, then I was going to say Utah might be in there. I think Utah was a better basketball player. Utah sure. was an All-American, Marble, so you kind of got to make an exception for that. Why? What do you mean? He was an All-American. Why, why is he not allowed in the top three? Cause he no, 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 I'm I saying you saying make like an you exception. You have to make him oh, into okay, yeah. that because yeah, Those that. two are, I would take both, I would take Utah and um, Garza. Garza, <laughs> Jesus. Before, if I'm picking a lineup, i take both those two before. And... Greg John. Bruner, Jeff Horner, Peter Jock, really like Matt Gatons, Tyler Smith. I really like Jock. 
Although you can't really put Tyler Smith. In Gabe there. Old Shaney. Six man. Gabe six man of the he was eternity. Awesome. He threw it down. Yeah. So, so you'd put Aaron White in your top three. Aaron White would be my top five. You couldn't even name anybody else. He's a jock. He's a jock. That's nuts. That's a White's second on the all-time scoring list. Luca, Jock, and uh, Utah on a three for a three-on-three game. That'd be pretty freaking lethal. Bohannon's a better three-point shooter. That was not. He's played longer. Honestly, I don't. I bet you their career percentages. Jock might be higher than Bohannon. It's probably close. Like this year, Bohannon's only shooting like. 30% 30% and last year in his 10 games that he played he didn't shoot particularly well either Actually, who would maybe, be in your top maybe three Kaluska. no I'm, I'm not trying to argue. no I'm just asking uh, Luca and um, Devin Marble okay that's Jocks, right I Jocks said out. that Devin Marble I said that before do you I not listen to me no I, I try to not dick <laughs> okay so who was your stin um uh, Garza White and <laughs> It's probably a toss-up between Utah and Marble. I think that, I mean, like, the year that we were ranked, like, when we got up to number three. Which year? It's happened three times in the last ten years. Uh, the one when we totally fucking blew out the lost, tires. Lost think, eight in a row. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, it seemed like Utah was kind of the leader of that team. Oh, that was 2015. Yeah, when when we blew that huge lead again, when he had 32 points in the first half against Iowa State, and, and we then lost. He had, then he had 34 points total. We were still a very good team that year, but it seemed like Utah was kind of the leader of that team. So, I don't know. I, I fuck. I don't know. Utah. He had like one and a half really good years. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely White and Garza as my one or. Garza then White as my one two, and then after that I don't know. There's been a lot of like pretty good, but not great. I think guys. I'm gonna give my nod to Greg Bruner for my third one of my lifetime, but that's just because he was he was part of the last championship run we had. I have very vague memories of Greg Bruner. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of too long ago for me to have like very distinct memories yeah that's fine which, i get it which definitely ages myself and joey we are young but moral of the story not having aaron white as a top three player is i don't think it's that absurd when you just marble marble was part of the program turnaround too he so really was white was. white came a year the after NIT marble championship game against oregon white was there it was kind of marble's team at that point though i'm just saying man I'm not, at at that point in time, if you were talking about like somebody on the team that needed to make a shot or be like the leader of the team, it was it was Marble's team. Yeah. So yeah, Garza, Utah Marble. All right. Well, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Hmm. You guys want to walk over to Ponch when we're done? No, nah, I'm I'm ordering from Uncle Son. Oh, I'm gonna get Ponch before we go home. Hmm. Punch what twice in this being it's too. Christmas, do we have a Christmas topic we want to just like our favorite? Let's not do the movie. Mm-hmm. We did um, the movie two years ago. Yeah, I know. I, I, favorite Christmas song? You can't put me on the spot like this. Mary, did you know? How about by CeeLo Green or the Pentatonics? It really doesn't matter. Green? It fucking collapse. Terrible person. Great song. I don't know. Well, I, was Green. I, I wasn't there some 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 shit wrong with them. 
like he was some, uh, some shit abuser. Yeah. Just, um, hmm, man. You know, CeeLo got canceled. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. Um, Although I, I also gave it. Somebody asked me this the other day at work, and I also gave an honorable mention. You remember last year when we were at Country Club and uh, Wrigleyville, and all I want for Christmas is you came on. Oh, it smacked. Fucking electric. I wouldn't. That I didn't was. Know that song was like out in the nineties. Was it? Yeah. Really? Wow. I thought that was like a 2015 yeah. thing. That yeah. must have gained really? some serious yeah. steam and for some reason. Last year was the first year that that song ever made it to number one on the charts. Wow. That's it's crazy. It's been out for like 20 you years. You can thank white people over and over for that one. Yeah. Hmm. Good best Christmas song. There's a lot of them out Drunk there. white people, specifically. Oh, mm. nothing hits better. Three, um, two. No, no, no. Uh, you know... Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. <laughs> jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> jingle Bell That's what you're rock. going with your best Christmas song? Yeah, it's, it's just catchy. Oh, you know Jingle Bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't DMX do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? I don't know. John Denver and the Muppets have some bangers. Ooh, the Muppets do hit. I heard um, uh, the Chipmunks the other day. That was good. The, the Pentatonix version of That's Christmas to Me. Never heard it hit, that. It hits pretty I hard. Sure I know that song, to be quite honest. The fireplace is burning. Sing it. Right. No, not. <laughs> but nobody wants to hear that. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Hey. You put me on the spot here, so I don't really know. Um, Tweet us a pic of your Hawkeye-themed uh, Christmas trees or houses or whatever yeah if you're listening go for it also we're running a giveaway shout out to our sponsor demer oil they gave us a tumbler best demo oil company in the business. and uh we put uh together some fran mccaffrey stickers shout out to maggie nine for that and then we got our wristbands and we're giving those away as well so go retweet or go find our tweet on our twitter page or facebook or instagram for that matter and uh do what you gotta to get entered in that and we're drawing on new year's eve or christmas eve sorry so uh other than that nothing else Three, two, one. Fuck Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. You can follow us all on Twitter. Mine is Myers underscore Luke. Joey's is Joe Mama two one nine six. Austin's is Myers Austin. The Hawkeye Tailgate Reports is HTR underscore Pod. That goes across Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and uh, Spotify. What? I said podcast. Did you just have a stroke? That's a mouthful, man. Podbean. Um, Apple Podcasts and Podbean. We got Purdue coming up this week for the men's basketball team on Tuesday, and then we come up... What, who do we? Minnesota Christmas Day. So it should be a fun, fun week, long stretch here. From all of us here at the Hawkeye Tailgate Report, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Go Hawks.